Hello, everyone. Welcome to this very special episode of the Diz Unlimited podcast. I am Craig Williams, and today I am joined alongside by my good friends, including Rhino. Hello. As well as Hannah Anderson. Hello, hello. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode. I'm sure we're going to get off to a better start than after our very heavily Disney-themed intro and then uh, the beautiful look inside my computer. Uh, we have a really big episode for you. If you've been on the internet at all today, uh, if you're listening to this in the future, then you probably already know, too. Uh, Universal decided, hey, it's a random Tuesday in January. You know, Disneyland's over there celebrating... The the Pixar Place Hotel, why not just drop brand new information about Universal Epic Universe? And yeah, that's exactly what they did. And we have a lot to go over. It's a very, very exciting day uh, just to be a theme park fan in general. Obviously, the Orlando theme parks are are shining here with this news. And, you know, I will still stand by it. As many people have said before, the best thing for Disney or or Universal is when each of the different theme parks are adding new stuff and and trying to be innovative because that that competition that brews between them means that we are going to be the absolute winners. So we'll break down Epic Universe in just a couple minutes. Uh, but before we get there, I want to remind you that this is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. If you like our content, you want to support us, uh, please book a vacation through Dreams Unlimited Travel. It costs you no extra money and you get the support of one of the amazing Dreams Unlimited Travel agents. So head over to dreamsunlimitedtravel.com today for a free no obligation quote and then this content and all the content we produce is brought to you by our patreon supporters we truly could not make everything that we do without their help and if you want more information about our patreon how to get exclusive diz team content head over to patreon.com slash diz unlimited finally before we jump in the epic universe conversation i do have to mention one extra thing uh, and that is a special uh, little raffle chance to win a cruise that we have running right now so we are uh, we are giving away basically a free four night cruise it's not free because well you have to pay to enter in but uh, all proceeds are benefiting give kids the world so it is a chance to win a free again free ish four night <laughs> cruise vacation uh out of port canaveral so you can't go to any other ports uh it's for a veranda stateroom and it is for two people of course you'll have the option to you know spend some of your own money to add more people on uh but ultimately uh you could win a four night cruise out of port canaveral and uh, for two people. And yeah, it all completely benefits Give Kids the World. So, you know, it's I, I believe the donation levels start just like right at ten dollars. We'll give you one chance and you can go up to uh, 500 chances if you want. And yeah, you might you might buy just that one ten dollar chance and end up on a cruise. And that's not a bad deal at all. So for more information, uh, we'll have a link in the description so you can find out all the good details on it it's for a good cause hey, if you want to try to get a cruise 
you know, that's a great way to do it without uh, paying for the full price of the cruise. So, okie dokie. That being said, let's dive into Universal Epic Universe. And this is, uh, you know, uh, this is almost feels like old news in a way, just because uh, we, as always, have to give a huge shout out to our friend Alicia of Orlando Park Stop. And uh, she has basically spent years and years and years uncovering everything that Universal is planning for this park and other projects before Universal is even ready to announce it, you know, and a lot of it's by just being diligent, digging through permits, uh, going on to trademark websites, doing the hard work that way so we can all just sit back, relax, and learn about all this new theme park uh, before Universal was even ready to really say any word on it. And uh, today, though, was that day. And we have our first updated look of Universal Epic Universe since, you know, they basically first announced it. Uh, official, official look. So uh, it's going to be comprised of Five different worlds, including Celestial Park, Super Nintendo World, which they dropped that on a uh, on an earnings call a little while back. So not new news there. And, you know, when you start seeing aerial footage shot by Bio Reconstruct and you clearly see everything Nintendo that's already come together, it's not really a surprise anyways. Uh, then we have Dark Universe, which is going to be the Universal Monster section, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, Ministry of Magic, and How to Train Your Dragon. Isle of Burke. So no surprises. They didn't come up with any last second changes. It is what has been rumored since literally the very first concept art came out. And that's what we have here. And of course, it's all all brought together by Universal's Helios Grand Hotel that will be part of the Celestial Park area all the way down, down at the end. And that is epic universe in a way man my dogs just got very excited about <laughs> epic universe uh so before we uh really start diving into all the different areas here rhino hannah what is uh what's your take on the announcement today ladies first <laughs> oh thank you uh it's epic i mean so if you uh, i regret a- letting go first <laughs> i know sorry <laughs> Somebody had to. Uh, if you, so the articles are great, but also go watch the video that Universal put out because it is, it got me excited about Universal in a way that I haven't been excited in a long time. And it really reminded me of a lot of what Disney does great. Like they even were using similar words like storytelling and immersive theming. And it's nice to see that with Universal because it seems like the focus of this park is going to be more of that immersive experience and less of, Hey, here's a roller coaster and Oh, Hey, here's this other theme. Right. So I'm very excited about that. Also, I think the diversity of the IP that they're using is incredible. And I think it's tapping into different markets that Disney's probably wishing they had. I, you know, I mean, there's so many things I could say, but a lot of this, just like Craig said, I'm thinking can only be good for a Disney fan because Dis or Universal is just really going for it. And, you know, how long have we been talking about a villain's park or a Disney or a villain's uh, theme land at Disney? And now you're getting this classic Universal monster section of the park. So, 
I, I really feel like Universal's like, yeah, we we did that. Um, and on that video, like they end with Steven Spielberg and you're just like, man, I'm just hyped for this. Uh, and a lot of it too, you know, kind of reminds me of some of what Disney has already done, but kind of plussed up, dare I say, like the celestial park kind of reminds me of almost what they did in Epcot with the Walter Walt, the dreamer statue and in that area about putting the park back in a theme park. Um, so that was kind of interesting. I thought to see um, also, I noticed not that it's super exciting, but that they're going to have a carousel and a splash pad in that area is a toddler mom. I, even though that's probably the least exciting thing they're doing at that park. It's exciting because that is one thing we struggle with at Universal is that there is not much for that toddler age range to do. Um, like, for example, my son uh, is a very tall, very tall kid, and he is just now tall enough to ride E.T. and the Dr. Seuss ride. And that's pretty much all he can do at Universal. So things like that are a big deal. Um, and just, again, that appeal... I think it's going to cast a broader net uh, for Universal fans. And yeah, I just, I couldn't be more excited. And like I said, this is really for me, like the most excited I've been for Universal and what it's going to do for Orlando in a long time. Yeah. Rhino. I think um, I, I, you know, it, it, it's tough. Cause I think when you do what we do, you know, when, um, uh, the way we work and stuff like that. Sometimes, you know, being so close, like you said, with like what all the work that Alicia does and, um, you know, by a reconstruct is like, you're like, sometimes these big announcements can be like the non announcement. Cause you're like, well, we knew all that, you know, but at the same time, it's like the regular people who just are like, I love theme parks, but you know, I don't, I don't do social media or I'm not paying attention to this. Like this is a huge, that I can't, I can't imagine like what them waking up and be like, Oh wow. Holy cow. You know? Cause it, it's not just like one attraction. I mean, I know they announced some attractions, but it's like this whole, like it's so much that they, they said they were doing. And, um, you know, I, I'm excited. It's, it's what was interesting to me is the description of the, um, the celestial park area where like I thought, I mean, maybe I assumed or maybe it had been worded differently f- forever ago that that area was going to be like a new city walk. Like I thought there was going to be like a city walk theme parks connected and the hotel. And this announcement to me seems like this is all being considered just one piece of property. And, um, you know, like that it's all connected because, you know, I, I've spoke about it before on the universal show about, you know, there's this part of me where I was like, I have a little bit of a fear where the, this will create like a new type of an annual pass where it's piecemealed up between all of their different worlds. And so you like your basic pass, you know, you have access to Celestial Park the whole time. And then, you know, top tier gets you Nintendo whenever you want. But the lower tier, you know, you only have like monsters and Celestial, you know, stuff like that, where they'd start, they'd be like micro parks within a larger organism. And I'm not saying that they're not still going to do that. But this announcement made me feel a little less like that was actually what was going to happen. That Celestial Park's being treated more like the equivalent, I guess, of like the hub or like a Main Street USA you know, that kind of binds all these different lands together, um, which is cool. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm very excited. I, I can't wait to see, I, I know it's 
not a property at Universal or Disney, but the the concept art and the way they like kind of describe all the planets, it reminds me of how like Gotham City started to look in like Batman Forever and <laughs> um, Batman and Robin with like the really giant like and especially specifically in Batman and Robin, they had the um the uh the uh, what's it called the thing that looks into space, the big telescope, and what do you call that? Uh. You know, you a, go in and it projects telescope? the planet into a dome. A what? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> You're getting really in the minutiae here, buddy. Not an atrium. <laughs> uh, not a thing. They have one in California, and it's famous. It's where Rebel Without a Cause, they're all a, sitting and watching like a it. planetarium? Planetarium uh, is the word I yeah, was looking for. They have that sort of planetarium that's on <laughs> the giant statue. And I'm just kind of like... It's cool to me because I was like, if all those statues come to fruition, I think this is going to be like a really beautiful piece of property that is going to be mm-hmm. very like, it's giving me very like metropolis art deco modern vibes. Like, oh, so I, I, I'm excited. Yeah. I think you're talking about the portals and those are already erect. So like they're there. That's, <laughs> that's how you'll get around all the lands there and it's showing casing and honestly with what you were saying with how you thought it was supposed to be i think that was more just uh pr theme park speak where you know they wanted to sell it as something bigger like a shopping dining this is where it's all going to be it's like yeah well yeah there's also going to be a couple attractions in here but let's call it what it is it's the park entrance it, it's like if they yeah, tried right. to say like oh port of entry at islands of adventure that is our unique location for shopping and dining that really opens up the entire new theme park experience of islands of adventure for you and it's like okay mm-hmm. yeah it's where you walk through and yeah there are restaurants there and there yeah there are dining or shopping opportunities <laughs> and carts but you know it's it's just getting me to all the good stuff at the end of it but uh that being said celestial park is definitely not going to be that it's going to be something more hannah spot on uh they are clearly going for the they're going for the park being back in theme parks and we know that because that's what mark woodbury said during that video and if you haven't watched universal's official video release on it yet absolutely take the time to do so after this uh they did just a stellar stellar job with uh, putting together such a good hype video for showcasing this park and on top of that too you know having steven come in realizing that yes he still cares about these universal parks he still has has his hands in them having that that input even if it's just here and there from from one of the greatest directors of the world i mean come on it's it, it's an epic win right there how many start counting how many times we're gonna yeah say, i was gonna uh, say it's the drinking over <laughs> and over and over again well it might make it more interesting for some people but yeah it's just uh it's just wild how fast it's all coming together so 2025 is when it's going to launch and uh you know it's construction is well underway even more so than i feel like in some of the concepts that they showed when they were uh when they were playing their little video uh it's just it's really really coming together and it's going to look great and today the main focus was specifically on Celestial Park. So mm-hmm. I feel like they're going to uh, spend, you know, the next uh, however many months kind of touting one land at a time as they go through, which I actually like it that way because that way, you know, we, we leave a little way anticipation, start right away with Celestial Park and and move up from there. And I, I, th- I think it's a good strategy for them. But uh, Celestial... Wait, wait, Celestial... Wait. Sorry. Right there mm-hmm. in that video, if you were watching this, that was one of those statues that I was talking about. 
Yes. So there are the stairs portal. The park. We'll yeah. we'll get into it. It's they're they're the portal entries. Um, Celestial Park will have the will be the area where you have all the different portals that go into all of the different worlds. And uh, they say with ro- acres of rolling gardens, chasing waterways, and strolling pathways, Celestial Park puts the park back in theme park. As soon as guests enter the imaginative world, they'll embark on a journey of discovery, thrills, and excitement as they wander through lush living gardens nestled along shimmering waters, surrounded by stunning architecture inspired by astronomical and mythological elements. Elements. Here, guests can relax while taking in the sights and sounds around them, board a shooting comet for an exhilarating roller coaster adventure, dine on delectable cuisine, shop exclusive merchandise to commemorate their visit, and more. And uh, yeah, this is uh, if you're watching this right now, you're getting a look at the flyover concept art flyover that uh, Universal put together that also showcases how the different uh, the different worlds will be laid out and you know really really kind of gives you a visual idea of walking around what it would be like to one day walk around there. There's a lot of foliage, <laughs> and I'll be honest, it does not look as large as I expected. Granted, it's a it's a concept art fly through. So yeah, it's not going to, it's not going to be the same as actually being there, but oh, I, I think we have to a give a big, show in there, I bet. A, a nice, a nice little oh, fountain show. I, right. I think we have to give a good shout out to last week when uh, we, we had a really great episode where we talked about what Disney needs to do moving forward in the future. And one big uh, talking point that we had was, uh, you know, let's get rid of the rivers of America. And just oh. <laughs> accept the fact that that's this great real estate. Yes, it's water. With theme parks look better with water, but come on, let's get rid of it. And we knew that Epic Universe was going to have a lot of water, but that like I feel like they doubled down on the concept that yeah, these these parks should feel like big living natural environments. I'm not going to lie, I still do slightly look at it as wasted space when it's just big fountains there. Like they could keep developing this uh, because I do have quite a few things to say about the amount that will be in this park, but uh, they, you know, they they're definitely going for the the water look of it. So Rhino, you're welcome. You got your wish. Lots of water. <laughs> hey, it looks like from that little flyover that there were benches around one of those water things, which leads me to believe there might be like a show or something, a projection water show or, you know. That'd be awesome. Yeah, they, well, they said one of the 50 attractions. Yeah. Yeah. They um, let me find it there. I, uh, also, they you said keep saying the statues I'm talking about are the portals and they're portal. not the portals. They are something else. They are in the concept art, too. And I'm trying to find it. It's not part of the portal. There is a statue in the water in one of the concept arts. And oh, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, sorry. I believe you're talking about, let me get to it here. A portal? Um, Did you say a freaking portal? No, I believe you're talking <laughs> yeah, about like, this that, statue. That thing. Yeah, yeah. Who's that lady? That statue. Who's that lady? She's from I mean, Gotham City. So, technically. <laughs> of so, okay, I finally understand what you're talking about. Man, now we've had the firsthand experience of what it's like to try to dive into Rhino's head and figure <laughs> out everything that he's going for and that might have been one of we the most there. frustrating frustrating <laughs> moments of my life getting getting to this point but i i understand oh, a little right. bit more of what you're saying now so um yeah so basically 
the entrance of the park and all the entrances as you go in are going to go through the different portals. So like the main one that you will enter through Epic Universe, normal people will enter through Epic Universe because Helios people will get to, you know, have their dedicated Ooh. park entrance. You have fancy pants people. Uh, but normal people will oh, go the, through the Kronos the Tower, which I'm very excited because, you know, I now have my own yeah, show it off. tower right here. I'm not going to pick it up because I promise this thing is like 20 pounds. It is very it heavy. Looks it. I think it would crack all of the tile and my my floor if i was to drop it uh but then beyond the the chronos tower you know you start entering into this heavily gardened themed area and we have rhino's statue that uh, we can we can finally talk about that uh you know i, I think i think it's really portal? just to give the overall vibe of the <laughs> mythological the astronomical uh feeling of this area so i'm not reading too much into it but if we want to call it their own version of a Gotham statue, then God bless. Just, just like, <laughs> um, what was the attraction that just closed at islands of adventure? Their big statue, uh, Poseidon's fury. Oh, oh yeah. Poseidon's mm-hmm. now let's, let's not compare this to Poseidon's fury. Please. Uh, but he's making like, a comeback. <laughs> yeah, kind of, kind of, but you did, you were talking about all the benches and areas with that. So they did say that in the, uh, in the seven acres of water, there will be various fountain shows that are put on and the fountains could reach heights up to 135 feet in the air. And it will happen to music and interactive lighting from day to night. So mm. they definitely okay. want you sitting around and enjoying the fountains and, and how they can bring that all together. And yeah, I like, I, I do like a good fountain. I mean, I, I do miss, I miss Epcot's fountain for sure, but a, a fountain can be very powerful, mm. but you know, flat body. If they have the white water, 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 water pressure, around. they sure can. <laughs> if they have the right water pressure, anything <laughs> can shoot up in the air. Yeah. <laughs> well, you said they could be powerful and I think it all depends on water pressure. <laughs> fantastic you know what you're absolutely right so i i can't knock you there uh do we want to talk about the uh the roller coaster that they're putting in yeah. celestial park so yeah i think we should like you're riding uh, star and- right Starfall Racers. So Hannah <laughs> already talked here? about the three Nailed attractions, <laughs> and we, we get a look at them right here. You have Starfall Racers, the uh, the Dueling Roller Coaster. You have the Constellation Carousel. You have the uh, the Water Splash Pad that is being called. Where is it at in my notes again? Uh, Astronomica, which I feel like that is the most complicated name to ever name a splash kids, pad. Yeah, for kids the little saying, kid and Dad, you know what? <laughs> I want to go. Yeah. I want to go to Astronomica. <laughs> it's going to be Rory's first words. Astronomica. Astronomica. Yeah. It's a. Be careful of that great, one. Splash pad. Uh, but Starfall Racers. I mean, that is uh, that's the big bad boy here. A dual launch racing coaster that sends guests rocketing through the skies aboard comets in a race to see who's the fastest of fastest of them all reaching speeds up to 62 miles an hour and heights up to 133 feet along with 5,000 feet of track starfall racers will be epic universe's most thrilling coaster experience with unique maneuver such as the celestial spin in which two Mm -hmm. coaster vehicles perform an inverted crisscross while speeding through the air creating an out of this world adrenaline rush 
I am freaking excited for this coaster. I mean, this was like the first thing to come together really in this entire land and being able to see it from uh, bio reconstruct shots for so long. It's the hype has been real for this thing. And I, wow, I, I think it's going to be incredible. Like, yeah, it's an outdoor coaster that's just kind of plopped in the gardens, but this thing feels like no. it's going to be thrilling. It feels like, you know, maybe it's going to have a little bit of a spiritual successor feel to Velocicoaster. And I think, I think that's a perfect. Oh, I was thinking of Dueling Dragons. For what they need. Well, Dueling Dragons to an extent, but I'm also only going to give like the whole Dueling aspect of this. Um, you know, it's two coasters together like that, but in terms of how they run together, you know, that'll just, that'll base on when the first accident is kind of like with Dueling Dragons in a way too. So, um, I, you know, I'm, I'm sure it's not going to be quite as they, they learned from their mistakes with that. They learned from people. And so while it will be side by side in a way, I'm sure it will also be different within that. But, uh, I, you know, they, they need a fast, high speed paced roller coaster. And I think, I think this one's going to be great. Will you do it, Rhino? Yeah, I mean, I, 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 it's one of those where I'm like, I feel like I have to, you know, <laughs> I mean, okay. I do, it will probably be my job still. So, um, <laughs> but no, I, it looks cool. I mean, I, I, I can do it. The only one I won't I do. Get nervous talking about it. I know. I, and I'm like thinking about it. I'm like, I can feel it in my stomach Sweaty already. Palms. I'm not even on it. I, I, the only one I won't do is, um, is Rip Ride Rocket. It's no. like, so I, I'm just like, I, but I, from the looks of this, like if I can hype myself in a Velocicoaster, I feel like I can do anything. Yeah. Okay. For I sure. Like that. Same for you, Hannah. Or are you a coaster oh, absolutely. person? Oh, I, yeah, hundred percent. And I feel like a uh, Velocicoaster is like hands down the best roller coaster ever. So the idea of them taking that and then likely plussing it even more is Super exciting. Like that inversion sounds insane. It kind of reminds me again of Velocicoaster, that part where you go over the water. So I think it's going to be awesome. And the fact that this is just kind of like their entryway into these other lands and it's going to have this awesome roller coaster. I just think it's going to be so cool. Also, I was thinking about with the height of the coaster, like I wonder with those fountains going up that high, how close you are to the fountains. I don't know if the concept art shows that but I could really see that all like all that theming kind of working together to make that roller coaster even cooler. But no, I mean this is this is kind of what Universal does best. So I'm excited to see them taking what they've learned. And this is I mean it's I'm sure it's gonna be the best roller coaster. There's no way it wouldn't be. Yeah, I I think it is going to be pretty spectacular. And uh, you also mentioned, Hannah, you mentioned the carousel, the constellation carousel. And I love that they're not just going for a basic carousel here. Uh, it's going to be the grand centerpiece of Celestial Park. Here, explorers of all ages will take a fantastical whirl aboard the constellations that glide forward, backward, and even make 360-degree rotations through the Milky Way in a choreographed dance of music and starlight. So, yeah, they could have easily went with just a basic carousel like any other theme park would oh, but that's cool then they're plussing it by having this just this variety of it uh you know being able to to dance and weave throughout just not not your basic up and down round and around i you know i love that when they're looking at innovation they're even like let's let's take something that's been a tried and true staple of amusement parks and theme parks and let's find a way to plus it i mean come on well 
Well, and that's great too for uh, like for the families who like we could do rider swap or somebody could go ride roller coaster and then somebody could take Owen to the carousel or to the splash pad. Like, I think that's awesome that hopefully Universal is starting to think about that more is like, what do families with young kids do while the parents, while the cousins are riding the roller coasters or whatever. So I think that's cool. I'm hoping that each land kind of has something like that so that there's, you know, just a little bit of something for everybody. So I think that's definitely been kind of a missed mark for Universal in a way that they haven't really been able to compete with Disney in the past. So I think the more things you can do like this, um, and then like you said, Craig, just that creative element to it, I think will give this, you know, staying power. It's not something that's just gonna be like, oh yeah, we threw up a carousel for the kids, you know, enjoy. So no, I, I'm looking forward to writing that myself. It sounds awesome. I think what's cool, what's I'm hopeful about is in that concept art too. Um, you know, if you look, there's a person in a wheelchair. So I'm not, they're not on the carousel, but the fact that they're like included in this concept art gives me hope too about um, accessibility in terms of the attractions and the planning of this too. Because, uh, you know, where I've said it before is that this is the first theme park, I mean, that's being built in our, like, I feel like this is next generation theme park, right? Because the last time there was a major theme park built in the United States, it would have been, I don't know, Animal Kingdom or Islands of Adventure, right? Like 98? When did California um, Adventure get its overhaul? California Adventure was 2001. So you had 98 for Animal Kingdom, 99 for IOA, and 99 for IOA, right? Or was that? I thought it was 98 too, but I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, it's been, years it's been 22 decades since we've had a full large theme park like this. So it's, it'll be cool. To, it'll be interesting, I think, to see how some of those, um, you know, a lot of those like accessibility things are taken into account, hopefully. And, um, you know, I, I, I mean, I know well, that not everybody can ride every ride and that's obviously yeah. true, but it's nice to just see it in that concept part. I feel like it's a nice little like kind of nod where they're like, we know, like, you know, well, yeah, let's, let's just kind of beat that down right away now and say uh, part of what made Disney parks attractions for so long so accessible is the fact that, you know, when they're the ones creating them, manufacturing them, they set all the guidelines and everything for it. Uh, Universal working with the companies that they work with, the manufacturers set the guidelines for it. So Mm -hmm. whoever is ultimately the ones that is manufacturing decides accessibility and who can and can't ride that. So if we think that Epic Universe is all of a sudden going to be more accessible for people, I would not count on that for a second uh you know i would Uh, love to see that i'm gonna gonna give a counter argument there maybe not necessarily for the attractions but and i I would say that universal's parks are not extremely accessible and even just from the perspective of having a stroller uh, to me taking a stroller around universal there are way less ramps um way more stairs it's harder to navigate i feel like So maybe the attractions, I don't know, you would think in this day and age, but I'm hoping that, you know, just in general, being able to just walk around and get inside these restaurants and stores that there, it is more accessible because I have found that, like I said, even with just having a stroller, there have been several times where it was like, I couldn't even find the ramp and it was like, okay, we'll just walk walk the stroller down. And I think that is, you know, a sign, maybe a little bit of age and just times changing. So, um, so I don't know. And they definitely, I mean, in terms of like the planning piece of that, 
you know, I mean, Imagineers, you know, the creative team for Universal, they they all look at that. So, or even just, you know, I'm excited about hopefully some more water bottle reef, refill situations, you know, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. some of those charging ports, you know, like other little modern touches that we're seeing more in theme parks that are very helpful. I- I love your optimism. <laughs> I'm just trying to base it on everything I know. So the Wizarding World is going to be part of it. As long as JK and Warner Brothers are in control, they want everything to look as realistic to the movies as possible. That means those small, tight shops. So I think Wizarding World is going to be just as as tight uh, in terms of Super Nintendo World. If it's anything like it is in Hollywood, your stroller parking is outside. And then you're not bringing strollers inside. You're you're carrying your kids all the way through there. So if it's just like that, which I hope that's not the case, but if it is like a land that just opened up, then you're going to have that issue too. And so I, in terms of the in terms of the greater areas, yes, I hope it's more accessible and just better laid out. Uh, but in terms of the rides, again, that comes down to the manufacturers, and we'll talk about it more as we talk about what rides will be to come. Uh, but knowing what rides are in the future, I don't. I don't think it's a good sign, but that's again, I don't fault universal for that. They want to stay creative and innovative. And ultimately when the manufacturer of it is the one who says, yeah, you know, we can only do so much, you know, it is, that does mean it's not going to be for everyone. And that's unfortunate, but I mean, that's also, that's part of their innovation too. They want to take it forward. That means that people are being excluded and, I, it's mm-hmm. it's been a battle that I've I've fought with internally since you know Universal. <laughs> I started working at Universal way way back and having to be you know one of the people to say like nope I'm sorry you just can't go on this I'm I don't I don't know I I wish it wasn't that way but let's get off that negative uh, viewpoint mm-hmm. that I had to throw out there for a while and get back to what's happening with uh, Celestial Park. We've already mentioned Astronomica, the interactive wet play area that doubles as a giant compass rose to the many wonders of Epic Universe featuring crystal <laughs> blue fountains that spring to life and dance around guests. But uh, there's going to be a lot of dining in this area. So let's uh, definitely take a second to mention that, uh, including Atlantic, a full service surf and turf restaurant set inside a okay. Victorian aquarium, complete with captivating waters, uh, captivating views of Celestial Park. I'm just hoping that, that it's, really, uh, yeah. you know, Is that not the a true Mission, aquarium. Mission Impossible One hmm. restaurant? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, no, we're in the aquarium. So the fish are up above us and then we're oh, part so of it. Red light, so. green light up above. Okay. I, I feel like when the aliens finally come here, you know, this is where we're all going to be. And they're just going to look at us in our aquarium. They're going to, oh, the humans, they eat in here. <laughs> Tap the glass. This human aquarium. Yeah, they'll just start tapping the glass. <laughs> yeah. Which I do hope that's going to be crystal clear glass windows all the way around that they claim because with those Florida thunderstorms, if that's wide open, oh my yeah. goodness. <laughs> Oh, see, I'm thinking it's glass, and I'm like, okay, Florida sun. <laughs> oh, it, yeah, like, it'll make those death rays. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just laser it's pinpoint burn down on the, day one. All the light, the light's just gonna do oh the uh, the magnifying glass effect. Yeah, no, it it looks like a it looks like a beautiful restaurant. Oh, it's uh, gorgeous. The, 
the restaurant I'm very excited for that's uh, just beside the the hotel, the uh, the Blue Dragon Ooh. Pan Asian Restaurant, mm-hmm. where diners take Ooh. a culinary journey across Asia as they enjoy authentic Chinese, Japanese, and Thai fare in this full-service restaurant accented with neon dragons and ethereal lanterns. I feel yeah. like we need uh, we need better, more authentic Asian restaurants, even if this is, yep. you know, e- even if this does take some liberties to to make it more accessible for people who aren't as adventurous, uh, this is this is a win in my book. And yeah, that that dragon looks pretty awesome. The outside cool. of the building yeah. looks awesome. Uh, yeah, I wonder what price point is going to be on both of these. I, you know. <sighs> That's a good question, and I guess the the one thing I can be positive here, uh, Universal is very fair with their restaurant pricing for their table service restaurants. So I, I hope that that falls in line as it goes from one resort to the other. You know, maybe we can sit here and say that Butterbeer is overpriced for what it is, but I mean their food still really isn't terribly priced as long as you don't start like throwing go into quick service places and throwing together combos where they put soft serve in a cup and call it a milkshake you know that's that's oh. about the only way that you can get really <laughs> kind of thrown over there but i i i think that uh i think that it'll be pretty fairly priced and then in addition to those restaurants uh they'll have uh, the oak and star tavern where guests will enjoy savory barbecue and pizza moon which will serve up a tasty menu Guess what they're serving? At Pizza Moon. Guess. Guess. The moon? Guess. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) Well, no, the moon's (laughs) being served at at the Oak and Star Tavern because the moon's made of barbecue spare ribs. So, uh, just so you know. No, they'll be, they'll be serving up. Uh, they'll be serving up pizza there. So uh, they've got to have a pizza location in any theme park. And then in terms of. What's that? Is is the pizza out of this world? I no, would epic. hope that's in the the marketing. Rather than having the uh, <laughs> the theme park insider award over uh, yeah, over Mythos, yeah. I would like to I would oh. like a banner that just says this pizza is out of this world. Ryan Clavin is <laughs> 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 <It's> unlimited. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We can. We'll start. Oh. We'll start texting our reps on that one. Uh, there's going to be obviously <laughs> lots of merchandise available in Celestial Park, and uh, the main one that they wanted to uh, showcase this time around was the Nintendo Superstar Store, and this will sit just to the right of the portal entrance to Super Nintendo World. Which, yeah, I mean, I, they they need it because based on what we know about Hollywood, you yep. know, you're going to want to have your power up bands at had ahead of time uh you know the the gift shop inside super nintendo world it, the mario one at the exit of mario kart is not very big so you need a dedicated spot for nintendo merchandise and why not put it right beside the entrance i think it's uh i think it's i mean they sell that stuff sells, sells, sells so it's crazy oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's going to go fast. And I, I like it, all the little Mario uh, constellations on top of the ceiling there. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. Yeah, theming's great. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it looks great. It's a beautiful it great building. great in the concept art. So, yeah. But I feel like Universal's pretty good at uh, matching their concept art pretty well. Uh, you know, we'll, just, we'll criticize them every every here like and there the with that. plants behind the cashier. Yeah, yeah I saw that. Chomping your money away. That's exactly yeah. what they're doing. Oh. Ah. Ah. Man, we got the jokes today. We're trying. Uh, then they'll have Moonship 
chocolates and celestial sweets where guests can satisfy their cravings with a unique selection of sweet treats and more. So I hope they're bringing in a great uh, pastry chef with it because that's been one of my criticisms with Universal. It's we just always struggle to find that like really good sweet treat. So I'm hoping hoping that they've got something good, not just fudge, but fudge. people love fudge. I mean, that's why they keep selling it, right? Right. I'm actually excited about that because Disney keeps taking away confectionery. So I feel like bring them back. You know, we used to kind of have more of that, obviously, at Hollywood Studios and Animal Kingdom. So, I, I mean, as long as they're, you know, creative new items, I think that's awesome. I'm always down for a sweet treat. So. Yeah, I feel like they're going to have to get creative with it. They're going to do a lot of probably glitter work in there. What's it? What's well, it called when they, the they make that space effect on on pastries and stuff? Oh, the iridescent. Is that all it's called? Ma'am, I don't know. I don't know. It's, I sense all Disney's been doing for the past. I'm not a master baker. Know, every anniversary. <laughs> I thought you were a master baker. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Should we talk about the hotel? Yeah. Yes. Should we talk about the hotel? Okay. So let's talk. Pizza. Let's talk about that pizza. <laughs> let's talk about the hotel. Uh, gonna be an epic hotel for an epic theme park. Uh, Universal Helios Grand Hotel. It's the hotel located inside Epic Universe at the end of Celestial Park. It will be designed to transport guests to a world where heavens and earth unite, complete with 500 oh. rooms, one of a kind views, and its <laughs> right. very own dedicated entrance to the theme park. Uh, and yeah, there's gonna be some great views looking out at the theme park and then there's also going to be rooms on the (laughs) other side so i want i really want to know the pricing because these theme park room views like this this just reminds me of it uh in disneyland paris they just recently opened their their disneyland hotel there that looks right into that park and this feels the exact same way yeah the this you know all the international parks doing it right and like you know grand californian you can have like you can get some good views from from the Grand Californian into California Adventure, but man, not yeah. not like this. You get not on like one that, of those top no. floors in this hotel, and you're looking down at that park. Shoot, shoot! <laughs> but shoot. now I'm sad because I'm like, I know I'm not going to be able to afford that. So I'm like, don't well, make me want it. <laughs> that's when we say, John Magi, we need a familiarization where yeah. you book us all these rooms looking directly down in, and he says, yes, why not? Uh, We'll yeah. get on that. Either that or I have to sell my kidney in the next two years. I got two years or no, I got one year only to scrounge up my pennies for that well, theme park. Room. Just double check that you have two kidneys. So you don't want to make the ultimate mistake where you went your entire life thinking <laughs> you had both of them and then you you lose the one and they're like, guess what? You didn't have the other one. So now we need to get You're you on the kidney out. transplant list. Yeah. I'm sure now I happened. can't go at all. <laughs> okay, fantastic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> and the this hotel, of course, the Helios Grand Hotel, will be joining. Uh, will be joined alongside by the other two hotels, the Stella Nova Resort and the Terra Luna Resort. But really, yeah, you know, Helios is joining them because they will be opening up in early 2025. Uh, they'll already be they'll be far far open before the park gets open. Uh, they're available to book now. So if you want to stay at one of those hotels, even though the theme park won't be open. Dreams on limited travel. 
<laughs> Free no obligation quote today. Uh, so <laughs> that's all the information that Universal directly released in terms of uh, Celestial Park and and what they wanted to get out here right now about Epic Universe. And that leaves us with talking about the different portals again and what to expect from inside of the other areas around the park. And, you know, part of this, we're able to talk about what will be in those different sections again because of Alicia Stella and uh, theme park stop orlando park stop just you know giving us all the information so we don't have to sit here and wonder but uh we'll start with super nintendo world a very fun portal a portal so big that you can't even see the tip top of it in the concept art that we have shown here because uh you know it's the star all the way at the top but yeah, just can't can't see it. It's out of view there. But a very nice portal. You still have your green tunnel to go through. Uh, Mario's going to be saying there. So doing uh, here here we go. I don't want to say it. Say it. Say it like <laughs> oh, you do it. You Hannah, you do it. <laughs> Hannah, you do it. Um, here we go. <laughs> Not bad. Um, Not bad. Really? It felt no. it I felt far less I offensive. For you, you should have done that. <laughs> No, 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 no. Had I Rhino or I done it, Freddy. it would have been offensive. No, so. people are like, we really don't like her now. I'm no Chris <laughs> Pratt. Yeah, do it like Chris Pratt now. Here we go. Oh. <laughs> Yahoo. Hoopty, hoopty, hoopty do. Uh, inside <laughs> Super Nintendo World here, uh, you know, we know that it's going to be both the, uh, the, Basically what Tokyo has with uh, Universal Studios Japan. We have the Super Mario area as well as Donkey Kong. Their Donkey Kong opens in 2024. And just as a rundown of what you can expect in these lands, uh, we'll have Mario Kart Bowser's. Uh, what's it called again, Rhino? Bowser's. Why am I? Bowser's. Uh, not Bowser's Fury because that's the food I ate. <laughs> Bowser's Challenge. Challenge, yeah. Mario Kart Bowser's Challenge, uh, Yoshi's Adventure, and that's going to be the the uh, little dark ride where you ride on your little Yoshis. And then uh, they'll consider power up bands an attraction, even though I don't I don't like that because that's it's like interactive wands. It's not really an attraction and it's in and of itself. Um, but we will have in the Donkey Kong Country section, you'll have the Donkey Kong Country Coaster, the Minecart Coaster. And according to Universal Studios Japan, Donkey Kong will also have uh, food and merch in there on top of you do have the uh the the cafe inside the mario section and you have the gift shop at the end of mario kart so there's definitely going to be dining there's going to be some merch and you'll have three real attractions and then power up bands if you want to consider that an attraction too where i i don't know i'll let rhino decide is it an attraction rhino i don't think it's an attraction it's an experience is it right like it's an interactive experience yes it's 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 an attract. Well, that's what an attraction is. You have rides, shows, experiences, and all of those combined to attractions. So I don't need to buy a power up band. So it's a little different, right? It's not like yeah, included. yeah. That's the thing. You know that I. I mean i i did I did them in Hollywood, and um, you know they're they're fun, and they do actually. If you if it's just like the Hollywood one, if you do like five of the six attractions or the five of the six puzzles or whatever, if you solve them, it does open up a new, it does open up Bowser Jr.'s castle. And that is like an attraction, like another game. So like, I guess technically they are, but if they're the, the part with that is, do they count every single puzzle 
as an attraction. So are there like seven games, seven (laughs) attractions? You know what I mean? Does Super Nintendo World have 10 attractions in it? No, I would say they would count. (laughs) They would count the four because that's where I tried to get here. They said, you know, obviously they they put out there that they're going to have over 50 experiences overall, Mm -hmm. including attractions, including dining, shopping, like everything together. It'll be 50 over 50 unique experiences. And I'm, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of gift shops that they haven't told us about yet. And a lot of, a lot of restaurants, little, you know, little places in each of these lands worlds that we haven't heard about yet, but I'm still, I'm like, I'm trying to figure out how we're getting up to 50 unless they start counting like meet and greets is an experience too. Um, cause uh, with probably. Nintendo, I'd be like, unless you count the meet and greets, then yeah, you're at like, you're at three, maybe four attractions uh with dark universe the monster section uh alicia is saying that the name of the marquee attraction there will be monsters unchained the frankenstein Mm. experience and uh this is this is the the portal to get into this area is you know very dark and ominous like you would expect from a a dark universe and you've got the uh, the electrical tower all the way up including with the lightning rod on top because you know that's how you bring monsters back to life and yeah it's so the first, the, uh, first concept up i've seen where the sky actually looks like what it looks like in florida most yeah. of the days of the summer <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is a very true. yeah that's a very good concept art for what it looks like in florida uh like i said the marquee <laughs> attraction is supposed to be uh, according to alicia the monsters unchained the frankenstein experience oh, and experiment and no, there is a Wolfman attraction there too, but this is oh. the one that people haven't mm. been seeing because it's taking place in this in this manner, and oh. it's going to be a Kooka style attraction. So just oh, like Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey, and uh, so oh, cool. huh. bad news on there. If that ride makes you incredibly sick, then yeah. uh, then this one probably will too. But Stock that's up why. On your dream, I mean. That's also, again, why I said with accessibility, uh, there's only so much they can do to make it safe for everyone to stick them on the end of a giant robotic arm and move them around. <laughs> so you're going to run into stuff there. Uh, Rhino, you were talking about what Alicia says will be Curse of the Werewolf, and that's the spinning coaster that uh, will feature you know, Wolfman in there but all the monsters are going to get featured in there they showed the look of the the monsters that they'll use for dark universe and they're scaring the the bejesus out of me the lady Hmm. i believe that's not supposed to be like that's supposed to be the uh the main lady in here who is victoria frankenstein uh dark universe will allow guests to Hmm. encounter everything from the experiments of dr victoria frankenstein to the shadowy landscape where monsters Uh, roam in a world of myth and mystery they did say uh, that they're, they're they're modern day reimagined monsters for in this part. Uh, okay, yeah. they scare me. They're, they're they're like they you know if they made movies that where they kind of looked like this, I I you know I'd give it another shot. But I also well, I, what's great I'm a fan I, of the mummy. I feel like um I I like how um you know the last couple of years they've been incorporating the classic monsters storylines into um the you know Halloween Horror Nights yeah. and um it's been they've every time it's been these are modern versions of those monsters you know and stuff and I feel like they are consistently some of the best houses and so it's one of those where it's exciting that it's almost like the teasing of the land where it's like well don't worry we're gonna we're doing good by the land too you know yeah. Hmm. 
I'm, yeah, I'm very, it's definitely fan service. Yeah, I, I think, and I mean, that's kind of what Mark Woodbury said during the, mm-hmm. during the video where it's, it is, you know, it is fan servicing because people love monsters and it's also such an important part of Universal's history. And I, I just hope it, it works out. And, you know, I, I see a lot of people pointing out like, with Harry Potter, one of the things that makes people sick on that attraction is just the screen elements with the Kuka arms. But mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, there is, uh, from what I would see when I work there and walking through, people puke mm-hmm. every single place in that attraction, not just in the carousels. <laughs> the best part was when people would throw up in the carousels because one of the, one of the positions you could work was you basically wrote, you watch surveillance and, when people would throw up right into the carousel domes, like that was always that special moment where like, yeah, that was great. I mean, I I was catching that, but yeah, I mean, ultimately those, those robotic arms move in such a crazy direction. You never know where it's going to get it because they, this new attraction, according to Alicia is supposed to be very set heavy and uh, more realistic heavy. I do hope that 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 means it'll be kind of calmed down. So that way you're not as, shooken up but we'll we'll have to see we'll have to see how it goes you know they want thrills mm. obviously so yeah. uh with that it's it's using it all to its ability and then inside dark universe 2 there should be uh there is going to be a marquee restaurant and mm. then there mm, will I'm obviously so be excited. gift shops as well too they have to have gift shops everywhere yeah. why not more gift shops throw them everywhere uh for wizarding world of harry potter ministry of magic uh universal described that and i quote as uh where is it out here the wizarding world of harry potter ministry of magic will immerse guests in a different era of the wizarding world in an all-new land that blends 1920s wizarding paris from fantastic beasts with the iconic british ministry of magic from the harry potter series and yeah it's uh you know they they had to make that tough decision what happens when you're you you really want to do something with ministry of magic but there's not enough to support an entire land based on that one location throw it in with something from fantastic beasts too and you get the best of both worlds yeah (laughs) what you get the flu network the you go through the chimneys yeah yep you absolutely do Uh, and i love the portal with it you know having the uh the hand hold up the elder wand all the way on Mm -hmm. the top and they've got the oh it's a hand yeah yeah i thought it was the i thought it was one of the people that work at the bank and i mean (laughs) i believe the goblins also have hands well, I thought it was a goblin holding a wand over its head, <laughs> like the two arms coming together. I, I don't see a hand. I see a It's hand. another portal. Okay. I see, I like, see a goblin. Is this a Warshack no. type? It's just, uh, <laughs> Do they have pizza in there? Um, do they have pizza? <laughs> French pizza. This land JK needs French Rowling, pizza. JK Rowling, we want pizza. <laughs> they need pommes frites in there. Uh, okay, this is. So- I just would say I am so curious about this land because I feel like it's not going to be quite as literal as the other Wizarding Worlds. So I, because I know we talked about that, I think last week in our whole heated Batu debate, uh, I think that's from the after show. But anyways, I am curious because that's really what I love about Wizarding World is that it is like you are plopped right into the movies. And I think there's going to be elements of that, but I think with them combining storylines books movies that it's gonna it's gonna be a little bit different so i'm i'm very curious i think it's gonna work to their advantage because i'll have more maybe creative liberty but um yeah it'll definitely be different than the other two so so excited yeah. but 
you know, I don't know, a little reserved, maybe. Well, I'm excited based on the fact that Alicia is saying that the uh, the the Ministry of Magic ride that's in here is going to be done utilizing like the Spider-Man Transformers technology that, you know, mm. they also used in in Beijing for the Jurassic World ride, ride that looks incredible. And, you know, it's something that they they developed and is very much their own their own type of uh, creation and works really well with the attractions they built with it. And I could I could definitely see how this could, you know, be one of the best Harry Potter attractions just because of of that that style of ride vehicle. I don't know. There's something, even though I will always love Forbidden Journey most, there is something about Spider-Man where you're like, yeah, that's just a smooth ride. And and Transformers, even if you hate the you hate the what it's based on. <laughs> that ride is still pretty entertaining. So I, I think it could definitely work within uh, the Wizarding World. And Alicia is also saying that in there will be a theater for some type of show, which I think that's important. This park needs shows uh, and hopefully, you know, high quality shows that can run for years and years on top of there being two dining experiences, obviously merchandise, and then the next generation of interactive wands, which, mm. you know, much like the power of bands, then you're buying, buying expensive wands to be able to go and do. So I hate calling that part of the, the attractions with it because it can be, but I don't, there's part of me also too, that I don't, like I fell off the bandwagon with the interactive wands pretty quickly when you started waiting in line with six or seven other people to then see the same effect over and over again. So by the time that you get to do it, it's like, I've already seen this. Yay. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it was I, fun it, in the it, beginning. Next generation makes me nervous. Cause it's like, will the wands we already have not work there? I, <laughs> that's where I'm, that's where I'm a little stressed. Oh. Yeah. So part of it is, um, you know, they want to have, I believe they said reusable batteries in the new wands. And oh. so, you know, up, upgrades in that way to, to make them a little bit more, okay. a little bit more friendly, because I mean, that's, that would, that would be for the best. So that way, when your wand stops working, you don't, you know, just go back to universal and you trade it in and you get a free one because of it, which I love that they do that. If your wand breaks, then they, they take care of it in that way. But you know, something they should make them. They should make them try to last as humanly as and humanly possible as long as they can. Uh, the, just change as long as humanly possible. As long as humanly possible. That's there it. I go. was trying to get there. Uh, <laughs> we we got there though. And then finally, uh, and you know, of course, I should have mentioned with this because I saw a couple people say it too. Um, that uh, you know, every I, I believe every single land in here minus probably dragon is is ripe for expansion so yeah wizarding world they'll they'll try to expand upon it uh obviously dark universe they want to expand upon it nintendo as long as they can keep mining nintendo properties why not keep expanding it as well as in the current parks so i you know that's just that's a that's a shoe in there but uh for the final land here to how to train your dragon uh this ultimately i feel like is the kind of the biggest land overall which is is weird because it's not hmm. necessarily the the ripest process overall um with what? how to train your dragon isle of burke you will allow guests to soar with dragons in a color world colorful world filled with viking adventures based on how to train your dragon and when uh, you know the uh, the the 
little portal entry for this is pretty awesome. It definitely sets up that you're going into that land of dragons. You see the little like toothless looking dragon all the way on top. So going to be cool. But in the inside, uh, according to Alicia, you have the Isle of Burke roller coaster which is um there the how to train your dragon roller coaster which is going to be a family style one uh there's the spinning dragon ride that you can already see in some of bio reconstruct shots where basically it's dragons that are just going to swing around and you sit on them and i think she even said that you could potentially go upside down if you can control your seat so uh it looks like an off-the-shelf kind of theme park ride but at the same time it's pretty heavily themed and you know will will have some some thrills involved i'm sure uh then there's going to be an interactive boat ride uh there's room for a stage show uh whether or not it's going to be the stage show from uh beijing or not that's that's the question it would make the most sense to have it be here Mm -hmm. so i would i i feel like it has to be and then uh restaurant uh table service restaurant a quick service restaurant and then shopping so in terms of everything we've talked about with all the different lands this one literally just has the most but uh i and you know i i think i think this one's gonna look great i love the how to train your dragon movies rhino still hasn't watched them but he will one day i'm sure my nephew my my nephew had a toothless that he loved 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 (laughs) and i know they're filming a live action remake of the first movie right now with gerard butler's in that too and so i've been reading about that and i'm like so I'm like, I don't know. Do I watch them or do I wait for that live action and then watch the animated ones? So I don't have any expectations. You start with the animated ones. I don't know. Yeah. You start with the animated no, you ones. As soon, <laughs> as soon as you kind of get over like the voices of, you know, like Jay Baruchel, not pretending to be anyone except for Jay Baruchel and you know, the same thing with uh, McLovin and all that. Once you get over the fact that it's just we're going to do our voices and not really try anything different, then you get involved in the story and you really grow attached to the characters and it's it's a great series so i Mm -hmm. highly recommend it i I think it's going to be great but uh yeah so if when really breaking it down if we talk about like rides ish not necessarily wand experiences stuff like that i'm counting three in celestial park we have to count the interactive splash pad even though i don't want to count that either it's more like two, but we'll give it three because that's what Universal said. Uh, three in Super Nintendo World for right now, two in Dark Universe, two in the Wizarding World, if you count the show, and four in How to Train Your Dragon. So we're looking at 12 attractions opening up with the mm. park. If we consider you know, the splash pad an attraction and counting in the shows and not counting in the wand experiences or character How many attractions memories. are at Islands of Adventure? Well, I did the math on all of these. Um, okay. Islands of Adventure has 18 plus, uh, plus if you start counting uh, some of the little shows in the park, like the Frog Choir and uh, the Bow Battens and the uh, Durmstrongs, uh, then meet and greets on top of that, too. But if we're talking just base rides it has 18 universal studios florida has 16 but that doesn't count shows like blues brothers and marilyn monroe and a lot of the street shows uh doesn't count meet and greets and it also currently doesn't count what will be part of dreamworks destination because that'll add back another two or three so uh you have that magic kingdom has 30 attractions 
plus meet and greets. Uh, Epcot has roughly 19 because like uh, I didn't add meet and greets into that number, but they list Seabase Alpha as an attraction. I'm like, oh. come on. Walking into Seabase, that's not an attraction. It's great. It's very informational, but that's not an attraction. Uh, Hollywood Studios has 18-ish, but then like in their attractions, they include Launch Bay and Fantasmic, which Fantasmic to me is a nighttime show, not an attraction. And Launch mm-hmm. Bay is just a waste. Uh, and then Animal Kingdom, you have 14 and that's including the trails, but not including like wilderness explorers and the meet and greets. And honestly, I think you can make an argument for not including the trails in there. And then you would be down another three. You'd be at like 11. So really, I feel like it's going to open up on the same level of like a, a current universal studios, Florida or animal kingdom. But the difference is the quality and the attractions. And I think that's also a downside to it because when you open up every single land with a massive ride, and then even the secondary ride is a massive ride. Like I, the the lines that this theme park is going to have makes my head want to melt already. And then what do you choose between? Do you choose for Nintendo? Do you choose between Donkey Kong Coaster or do you choose Mario Kart? I think you choose Donkey, Donkey Kong. Kong Coaster for okay. sure. <laughs> but- yeah. I think that goes back to, I mean, in the video, they were saying that they're like, this is a week long vacation experience now. And I think Universal has been, you know, kind of gearing up for that for a while now. So it's almost like in a way like, yeah, we got three parks, but you're going to need at least two days at Epic Universe. Um, yeah, I just have the capacities there. Like, I hope these are large rides. Um, and I also think though, maybe this is the route they're kind of going is that they want you to come in and yeah, there's these big attractions, but they want you to hang out in Celestial Park. They want you to do the shows. I don't know, hang out, spend money on power bands. It's kind of what I'm getting. I also realized I counted wrong. I, I think I said 12. I meant, uh, 13. And if you count the splash pad, then 14. So, uh, okay. math not doing me well today, but, uh, it's, uh, you know, it's still not, not extreme. And I do think, you know, so you mentioned the, the week long aspect of a universal vacation. Now, I mean, you can get there because I think that I think Epic universe, if you really want the full experience is going to take you two to three days to do just based mm-hmm. on how long these lines are going to be. Uh, yes, you're going to pick and choose what dining you want to do. But right now, you know, until we start doing it, seeing which restaurants are worthwhile, which ones aren't, I'm looking at all of them and saying like, you know, I, how is Mario not a marquee place you want to eat? How is monsters not a marquee place you want to eat? Wizarding world is never disappointing. Uh, it's, I believe the one in how to train your dragon. That's like what's drawing you into the land is the restaurant. And then that doesn't even count stuff like Atlantic, your, your aquarium restaurant mm-hmm. and, and <laughs> the pan Asian restaurant. So like, yeah, dining is just you're going to have to make so many tough decisions on that, not even throwing in the attractions. And so then, yeah, it's like I, I can easily see spending a couple days here. I think the one thing that is going to happen, though, is as they spend more time at Epic Universe, I think guests are going to want to spend less time 
at the other two parks at Islands of Adventure in Universal Studios Florida. But even that might shift. You know, once DreamWorks destination opens up, maybe families with younger kids only want to do Epic Universe for a couple of days, spend more, you know, maybe less at Islands of Adventure, but spend more times in DreamWorks and Minions Land. And uh, I, I think it's just all going to change for everyone. But I really, you know, my opinion right now, Universal as it is, uh, it, you know, as a travel, as part of a travel agency, I should sit here and tell you it's already a week long destination. In my opinion, Universal right now is at the three to five day mark. So with the addition of Epic Universe, I think we can get up to five to seven. Granted, that's also including Volcano Bay, but I look at that as, you know, if you need a rest day, if you do mm-hmm. two days at Epic, you know, uh, two day, one day at Islands of Adventure one day at uh, USF and then have, uh, you know, a day where you bounce back and forth between those two parks, finish up the rest of what you want to do, and then Volcano Bay, then you kind of get to that, that level. But I'm really with this. I'm happy they're saying that they think it's a week long destination. I'm still at that like five to seven date, but I Mm -hmm. do think it's going to start pulling people away from Disney. Because uh, especially if you're looking at the pricing, again, on some of these better deal hotels, the the dockside, surfside, uh, Terra and Stella, like when when you're getting deals for that long, yeah, it makes more sense to stay at Universal and now finally swap over and make Disney the we'll we'll spend a day or two over there, but we're going to we're going to dedicate more time there. I mean, I don't think it's enough to close down Disney or take away massive market share. Close it down. That's that's not for <laughs> a while, but I, I think they're going to they're going to finally take a a real chip away and put a spirit Halloween there instead. I think they just might. And I mean, <laughs> Only a matter also, of time. <laughs> it, it's also important to remember too, like the last time they released the the Tia theme park numbers that Magic Kingdom, I believe, was the only Disney World park that was above a Universal park because it went like Magic Kingdom, then Islands of Adventure, and then I think another maybe Hollywood Studios or Epcot, and then USF and Animal Kingdom was far down below. So Universal before Epic Universe has already been really, really cutting away. And this could be this could be a huge blow. And, you know, I we also talked a lot last week about DVC and my annoyance with it. But I also wonder, too, maybe that's part of Disney's grand plan to keep people there and keep people on property is if we keep selling DVC and pushing DVC, we know at least we're going to have one dedicated core group that's always going to keep coming back here and make make this their destination and their home because they have the points there. And then I can't complain with that. That's actually a kind of a good strategy but they need to respond to what is going to be in these parks because i still based on everything we looked at i still think universal is going to have some accessibility issues here with these attractions i don't think it's going to be for everyone they're starting to open up a little bit more but i I think there's still going to be a group of people who are like no disney is just more accessible for me and i care about these properties more so it's never Mm going to be a a win thing but this is going to open up a lot more for for people coming to Universal, especially those Nintendo yeah. people, those crazies. Mm-hmm. It's a big population. Ryan, so, Ryan I mean, doesn't travel anywhere without his little Switch. It, that is true. <laughs> I bring it. Do <laughs> I play it when I bring it? No. 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 But, but I'd I like to have, have it. it. Yeah. <laughs> I do. So that's in a nutshell is Epic Universe. Everything. No, that- this is Epic Universe in a nutshell. 
Yeah, I'm Epic Universe. <laughs> so that's in a nutshell. I walked right into that. Uh, it's it's going to be a very awesome battle to see you play out. So I don't know what Universal is going to reveal next in their lineup. I, you know, part of me feels like it's going to be uh, Super Nintendo World just because. You know, Donkey Kong is getting closer in Japan. And once that opens, you have a lot to look at there. So I'm right. sure that could be one of the things we, we see the next of, but it, it could be any of the different, the different worlds that are part of, part of Epic Universe. And I, I'm excited to see what else is coming. I'm excited to see what else is in store. Is it going to be more like today where it's just, yep, everything Alicia said was absolutely correct? Or are they going to have some surprises for us beyond? Yeah gift shops and and little things um i i, I just i want to know more i want to know more mm. very excited Same. so i hope you two are just as excited as me just <laughs> did it what he said <laughs> yeah. you know i won't enjoy all the money i'm gonna spend but uh, yeah. that's a later Tough problem economy. <laughs> <laughs> in this economy a new theme park I don't think so. <laughs> Good uh, luck going to college, Rory. <laughs> well, he's, right? Yeah, he's going to do it the right is. way. He's going to trade either, nah, He's going to do it the right way. Uh, unfortunately, unless uh, Universal uh, picks up a little bit more steam with their, maybe they have with their college reimbursement, but the Disney Aspire program is they pay for like everything so right now that's the better uh, outlook i have an mba thanks to the aspire program only if you guys oh, wow. that doesn't pay for my yeah it doesn't pay for my master's degree in full yeah thanks, i genuinely I, I genuinely don't know what universal does anymore uh for a while there like i knew they just did uh they would cover up to a certain percentage which usually was almost all of your like if you went to one of the schools here uh valencia or or uh, UCF, you know, it'd, it'd cover a good amount of it, not all of it, but a, a good amount of it. So I'm not sure if they now cover everything like Disney Aspire, but yeah, he'll he'll probably get stuck working at Disney. So Disney pays for his college and he's going to like it. It's not a bad deal, <laughs> but maybe Universal. If Universal covers it, he'll go where he's going to go work wherever there's free college. So I'm glad we could use this as a platform to plan my son's future education. <laughs> it's really special for me. So um, I really like it. Uh, okay. I, unless you all have anything else to say about Universal Epic Universe, I think we'll wrap up this conversation. Final thoughts. Oh. Excited. Cool. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be epic. Uh, no, I think this is only good for Orlando. I think it is a little bit of a cycle. Like I think Disney is going to, come back with some hard hitting news. I'm going to be curious if they wait until August and D23, or if this is going to cause them to make a move sooner. But I think for 2025 and at least for a couple of years, it's going to be universal's market and that's okay. I'm excited. I, you know, I I think that's, (laughs) that's a great point. I think Disney needs to, obviously they need to always keep, creating and they need to get more on the innovation game too it was really cool seeing the ready player one style floor like last week with that imagineer and stuff i want to start seeing that stuff make its way into parks not just patents that they have but we know they're Mm -hmm. making great stuff and they have the potential to do great things we know that they're very focused right now on international parks and cruise line and that they do have plans with disneyland forward and and obviously they want to invest in florida and have made that very vocal and clear i think i think right now though the best thing that disney could do is 
announce like you said don't don't jump ahead don't start saying stuff right now as a reaction get a really good plan in place for d23 expo announce major lands and that have a clear timetable for when you want them out even Mm -hmm. if it's five years whatever and then the next goal after that is say you know what we'll open these up they'll help us out but then let's come up now right now with a solid that solid 10-year plan of at the end of this, we want to have this or that as that major response and take it from there. Let Universal have some time to shine and do their thing and come up with the next best response rather than just constantly, you know, let's rip apart the parks we currently have to try to make them better because that's what Universal was doing from, you know, from the first Wizarding World all the way through up until 2019. They were just tinkering away, removing the old, refreshing it with new, sometimes for good. You know, sometimes you got something great in there like a Diagon Alley. Other times you got a Fast and Furious Supercharged or Jimmy Fallon. Oh. But a smart a <laughs> smart strategy on their part, nonetheless, and put them in this prime position. Then once you add in Epic to be a big swing and Disney needs to just now start. They need to do that. Do it quietly. Doesn't need to be such a big deal. Keep getting these parks looking nice and then figure out what is going to be that next jaw dropping thing. And I think it has to be in Florida. It can't be Disneyland forward. That needs to happen out there for that park. But yeah. they need something here that's going to be let's an, a massive expansion, not just one small little land added on like the the next biggest best thing that they could possibly do. We'll have to see if it Agreed. happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll probably all have gray hair by that point. So all I already right. way ahead of you. Out. Yeah. I'm yeah. Like, <laughs> I think my hair will turn white first, but it's already happening. Ryan, we'll never know. You'll you'll dye your hair till the day you'll you die. Never know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't dye my hair right now, but I will. Yeah, again, happens. already there. <laughs> Just remember, <laughs> beard shows it first. So I've been getting a couple of white hairs in the beard. I pluck them. Yeah. Fantastic. We'll never know the difference then. But uh, Rhino, Hannah, thank you so much for this epic discussion that we just had on Epic Universe. (laughs) (laughs) There it is. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to see how awkward we could make it. I think we did a pretty I good job. It. I could have gone uh, longer. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. We we could have. But I know Ryan has a lot of great things to do. As you can see, our studio behind Ryan, for those watching, we are, uh, you know, First look. It's, 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 it's nearing <laughs> its finished phase. Uh, you know, I, wall. I see, we all see a white wall. I see potential, I think. Yes. Well, it's also not a white wall. It's like a blue wall. So it's fine. Well, apparently I don't see colors correctly, <laughs> but I still no, see opportunity. I, I both see opportunity and I smell opportunity. It's gray. Never mind. It's gray. It's light gray. So I, I definitely am colorblind. Yeah. Okay, good. Well, take him. We'll good find luck. Out Can't wait Corey's to see what happens. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, my that's God. Great. I didn't mean to do that. That's a good <laughs> I sure you didn't. Uh, going to be, gonna oh, be really good. It. So a few few weeks away, we're getting there. Uh, but thank you so much for having this conversation with me. Uh, thank you, everyone out there who took the time to listen and watch this. I really hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I hope you really got a lot out of the breakdown with Universal Epic Universe and sharing, of course, a little bit of our thoughts with how uh, 
how Disney's going to handle all this. We'll just have to wait and see. But uh, yeah, really, really hope you did enjoy it. And if you did and you want to support us more, book a vacation through Dreams Unlimited Travel. Get a free no obligation quote today at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Uh, you can always support us on Patreon and get that exclusive content. So patreon.com slash disunlimited. And if you want to, uh, you know, subscribe to the channel, hit the thumbs up, leave comments, questions, video suggestions. If you're watching this on YouTube, that would be great. And if you're listening to this, subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us a good rating and review when possible. Uh, but that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Diz Unlimited podcast. Again, I know it's different. And yeah, we just spent the entire time talking about Universal, but it was a special occasion. We just, we had to. So uh, it was epic. That's, we'll, we'll be back to our normal programming <laughs> next week, uh, going in depth with Disney and who knows, maybe announcing something spectacular there. But that's going to do it for this week's Dis Unlimited podcast. We'll see you again real soon. But for now, we've reached the end, or should I say the beginning of your future. Goodbye. <laughs>